guys i am so excited about my new course a 30-day mindset makeover we all have times in our life when things are just too much to handle we are stressed we are overwhelmed we're just going through a lot and honestly we just don't even feel like ourselves and it can be so extremely frustrating because we don't even know where to begin at times the situations sometimes that we're put into are a lot to take and that's why it's so important to learn how to give yourself a much needed reboot. So whether you are trying to heal from something, looking to achieve something, or just wanting to work on yourself in general, this is really the ultimate guide for you to not just get back to who you used to be, but to become an even stronger version of yourself. So you guys, I want you to know that this course is a course that you're going to take every day. It's going to be a ton of information because you know me, I am all about feeding your mind and getting yourself to a healthy point in your life. So this in this course, I'm gonna give you everything. I'm gonna give you the tools, the tips, the education, and insight to fill yourself up daily, feed your mind so you can feel empowered, hopeful, and excited for what's to come. So I hope you guys will join me in my new 30-day mindset makeover. Links are below. I think we can all agree that learning how to trust your intuition is one of the biggest things that you will learn after being in a relationship with someone who is toxic or narcissistic. Learning how to trust your gut, that what you feel is a real thing, that what you're thinking, that this doesn't really make sense, that, that, that you learn how to honor that. And that's something that most victims from narcissistic abuse will learn how to do better of after coming out of those types of relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship. Narcissists are known for two things. They're known for using a lot of manipulation and they're known for being extremely controlling. And these two things are really at the forefront of all of the mind games that do happen in narcissistic relationships. Understanding the mind games that this person plays is crucial. One of the things that I'm so passionate about is just education. It's not even really yet learning. You know, of course we talk about mental health and self-love and foundation of how to be like mentally healthy and emotionally healthy. And like, what does it really mean to actually take care of myself on those kind of levels, on those important levels, understanding what I didn't get and what I was supposed to get growing up, like all of that stuff that really created this this foundation, this outline of who you are. But another really big thing that we have to learn is and giving ourselves is just a good education of multitude of things, emotional abuse, manipulation, tactics, controlling behavior. So in this video, I wanna go over the types of mind games that someone who's narcissistic will use on you. And I want to also teach you how to start trusting your own intuition. So the first mind game, it's the biggie, it's gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation it causes the victim to begin to doubt their own reality. So the point of gaslighting is to really confuse you. That way you don't trust that gut or that intuition. In this tactic, the abuser will either deny certain things, twist words around, 
or kind of conform a story that doesn't really match yours. And of course, all of this is to get you to ponder and ask questions where you begin to question your reality, question your intuition. The part that makes this so convincing is really where the mask comes on and you start to see more pathological lying um, and other, other things like that in the narcissist. You start to see the acting where this person really believes their story. Whereas me and you and the average person wouldn't be able to kind of like play this off. First of all, we, we wouldn't even do this quite honestly, but because we wouldn't be trying to control another person or diminish their sense of self in any way because we're not narcissistic and we don't have a personality disorder. So that would never happen. But the goal of it is to make you doubt yourself, question what's really going on. And I'm doing this because I am so convincing and because you don't have a strong sense of your own self, meaning you don't have a strong connection to your thoughts, your feeling, and your intuition. You have a connection, but it's not strong enough. It's not something that you honor. It's not something that you don't. Yeah, you might question yourself for a second because that is a part of being healthy is you should be able to have that little bit of self-doubt because if you didn't, then you could believe your own lies. So, or you could, you know, believe anything that your mind wants to cultivate because you you would be able to play the character like this person's playing. So since you don't have that ability, you're going to have that little bit of self-doubt and questioning yourself, but you don't want to question yourself so much that you believe the story or uh, the, the denying or the interpretation that this person is conveying to you instead of honoring the fact that you know what you know and you're gonna honor how you feel. Triangulation is another really big thing. You don't really hear this too often, kind of like in the narcissistic community, is uh, it's another really big manipulation tool. It's definitely controlling and it has controlling tendencies in it and that's why the person does it. Uh, and I just did a video last week on it. I will link it up here so you guys can go check that out. But triangulation is basically where someone who's narcissistic will pin two people against each other. The person will create some kind of tension between you and this other person. Either they will side with the other person, either they will spread rumors, they will make up false stories, they will deny something. So there might be a little bit of gaslighting in there too, but it's all about them being on one person's you know team and not the other person. Or it could just be them being in the middle of two people and creating these stories, which makes these people kind of start either fighting or have a friction or a tension or jealousy between these people. Now, the reason for this tactic is number one, it could be a form of punishment to the person that, you know, the narcissist might be ganging up on or creating tension with. So I'm doing this because I am upset with you because you weren't a good source of supply. And we really see this predominant in new supply situations or sibling relationships where the narcissist will come in and if there's new supply and the old supply, the old supply clearly wasn't good enough for me and wasn't giving me what I needed. So I'm going to create this jealousy or tension or something between the two of you. I'm going to create these false stories about how, you know, she's the love of my life or he's the love of my life and I'm so happy here. And the new supply, I'm, they're nothing to me. And, you know, you are my soulmate at the end of the day 
or my ex-husband used to do this, this, and this, and he was absolutely crazy. And this one's like, well, she puts up with everything that I give her and like she's so kind and doesn't nag. So there's all of these things going on that causes this kind of like tension or jealousy or whatever between these two people. And the reason for it is punishment to you and grooming and love bombing for you. And both of these things, because you're reacting to them, allows me to control you. So because you're so <clears throat> devastated and frustrated and angry and sad, and you know now you're getting mad at the new supply, I'm controlling you. I'm controlling your emotional state. I'm controlling it with anger. You're angry and that makes me feel good enough. And I'm controlling you because you're believing all of these fantasies and false stories and you think I'm the best you know, thing since sliced bread. And I'm controlling you because I'm controlling the narrative in which, or the lens in which you see me through. Silent treatment is a really, it's another huge manipulation tactic or withholding. Love bombing, like we just described earlier in terms of triangulation, but love bombing is another really big manipulative tactic because I'm controlling you through me creating this image and portraying myself in a certain way, nothing is genuine. It is all about what I can give you so you can give me something back, manipulation. And this allows me to control you. Projection is another huge one. And projection and gaslighting sometimes go a little bit hand in hand. Projection where, you know, the narcissist might be blaming you for you doing this, which made me do this. So there is that little bit of gaslighting that's kind of involved in this tactic as well. And there's, you know, a multitude of other tactics, emotional abusive tactics that can happen where the narcissist is doing these things to try to manipulate or control you. And when this happens, you don't, again, you don't have that sense of self. You're going to allow for the manipulation and allow for the control to actually happen. So it's important to understand the mind games. It's also very important to understand boundaries, which is probably the first thing that you start to learn when you are dealing with someone who's narcissistic if you still have to deal with them. If you don't have to deal with this person and you can just go no contact and out of sight, out of mind, good for you, absolutely amazing for you. But there is something good that happens when you can't go no contact and you have to deal with this person. You learn so much more about yourself. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. But you do because you have to learn these things. You have to learn these manipulative tools. You have to learn boundaries. You have to learn. Before we continue with this week's episode, I want to take a moment and talk about our sponsor, Wild Veil Perfume. Wild Veil brings the scents of the garden directly to your skin. They use special techniques to extract scents from gardens and wild plants that grow in the forest. Some of the aromas they are extracting are black spruce, orange blossom, lily of the valley, lilac, jasmine, you guys, all of your favorites that I know you will love and smell absolutely amazing. At Wild Veil, you can find all natural perfumes, and I know you guys will really love them. Today, you can take 15% off your first order if you visit wildveil.com and use code GROWERPERFUME at checkout. That's wildveil, W-I-L-D-B-E, il.com and enter grower perfume for 15% off. Emotional regulation. You have to learn how to self-soothe. So you have to learn how to trust your gut and your, and your intuition. So you can, yes, you can learn some things, even if you can just go to contact, you can learn how to kind of 
take care of yourself in better ways than you did before? Absolutely. But if you have to be in contact with someone, this person is going to test you constantly. And that actually is a good thing because if you're watching the videos and doing the work and, and really investing in yourself in this way, you're studying for the test essentially, don't you want to be able to take the test and see if you can actually do this stuff? It's kind of like when people are single, you can have, the minute you enjoy being single and you've accepted it and you've embraced it, being single is actually very easy to do. When you get into a relationship, especially after coming out of a really unhealthy one, guess what? Now all the wounds come to the surface because now you're in a relationship and now you're vulnerable where you're being tested. So appreciate being tested. When we're talking about intuition and trusting our gut, there's just key things that you have to be very in tuned with. The first thing is you're going to get more familiar with how your body is reacting in certain environments. And this is just you being the grown adult that's taking care of yourself. So look at your body and your sensations as your inner child or possibly your ego. And when something feels off, you're going to feel it in your body. So what are the bodily sensations? And this is true for like parenting yourself and just taking care of yourself in general, not just necessarily trusting your intuition, but this is also a good stepping stone to say, you know what, going forward, I want to just practice how to be healthy. How to be healthy means that you're gonna take responsibility for yourself. It means that you're gonna take responsibility for what you think and how you feel. And sometimes we don't know what we think and how we feel because life is just going too fast. So the body will tell us first before we can really understand or even get in touch or in tune with what the thoughts are actually coming up. So do we have tension in our stomach? Are we sweating? Are we getting a little dizzy? Are, do we feel like it really, like a knot in our throat? Like where, do you, where are the signals and the signs that are telling you something, I need to stop and go, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? So unfortunately, a lot of times we don't really do this like in the moment type of stuff. We don't really do it as it's actually happening and these body sensations start taking over. We do it when we're knee deep in anger, knee deep in stress, knee deep in an anxiety attack where all of a sudden it's like unbearable, we can't do it anymore. And we're like, okay, what's going on? And that's usually where we're trying to now like fix the problem versus preventing the problem from actually happening. Trusting your intuition is just going to take practice. It may not be something that you've done throughout the course of your life. It may not be something that you're even used to doing. And so it's not going to be something that's going to be easy because there's going to be so many kind of like doubts and stories that are going to come up that are going to make you almost want to have excuses or find reasonings to justify either someone's actions or just to really go within and blame yourself for what's happening. So once you kind of like have spot the sensations, uh, okay, I can feel some tension in my throat, then we wanna become just like mindful and start having that inner conversation. This is really where the self-parenting begins, where you kind of say, hey, I really feel this like knot in my throat right now, like what's going on? And when you ask yourself, what's going on? Why do you feel that way? There's going to be something that comes to the surface. So just like allow yourself to talk. One of the things that I learned when I was doing my coaching certification was, and I've seen, I mean, I remember even Eckhart Tolle talking about this, is be comfortable in silence and 
meaning like let yourself think, <laughs> let yourself speak. Don't always try to rush through this process. When you ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Let naturally let what's there come to the surface. So there'll be that part of you, it's really it's the inner child. Sometimes it's the ego as well, is let that part of you say, why do I feel this not in my throat? I feel this not in my throat because, and then here comes the answer. The next question you wanna ask yourself is, what do you think we should do about this? Now, when you get that answer, sometimes it's going to be a fear-based answer. For example, I said to someone who's in my master class, uh, she knows that eventually at some point she's gonna have to do like photos and gonna have to do videos and gonna have to, or you know, she wants to do a podcast. And most people have this fear, especially in this business, is exposing themselves, being on video, showing pictures of themselves. And it's not that she doesn't wanna do it, it's that she just fears doing it. It's this like perfectionism thing. So I said, you know, what do you think you should be doing next? in terms of her goals. And she said, well, I think I should make a video. I think I should start getting comfortable with being on camera. Okay, so at the end of the call, I said, well, okay, what are you gonna work on this week? And she said, well, I'm gonna do some marketing stuff. Nowhere in the list of things that she wanted to work on this week was being doing some video stuff. So I knew that this was her way of like, maybe she was doing it consciously, maybe she was doing it unconsciously, is to avoid the things that she knew she should be doing that were gonna make her uncomfortable, but were going to actually give her the results that she wanted. So this is the same thing. What should you be doing in this situation? This is where you're going to start learning how to not fear confrontation. This is where you're going to learn boundaries, learn how to verbally communicate, enforce boundaries. This is where you're gonna learn how to trust yourself. So if you feel like something's off, what I would wanna know is what are the thoughts that are making you doubt that reality? And why are you doubting that reality? So a big part of trusting your intuition is going to be just not second guessing that thought that came up. I really practiced this in years ago with little things like shopping, for example. If I had two blouses and I just couldn't decide, it was about learning how to trust my intuition, like picking what I wanted to eat for dinner, just trusting my intuition, just going with it. But I also had to learn how to stop the cycle of overthinking in certain situations. I also had to learn that what I thought and what I felt was valid and learning how to validate those thoughts and feelings. That's a big part of trusting your intuition, especially when you're dealing with manipulative tactics is knowing that that doesn't feel good or knowing how to set boundaries and practicing how to do that. Those were all like, these are little steps that you're doing. You're not gonna be able to just like, boom, here we go. I'm, I'm doing boundaries and I'm enforcing them and I'm dealing with this manipulation and I'm telling you what I think and how I feel. But it is about slowly, all of this is about learning about you and learning how to have a better relationship with you. You're just educating yourself also on outside people, but you have to learn how to be in here and then you can deal with what's outside. If you don't know how to be in here, then you're not gonna be able to talk to people. You're not gonna be able to force boundaries. You're, you know, there's no real connection inside yourself, then you're not going to trust your intuition. If you don't know how to validate what you think and how you feel and practice honoring those things, then someone is able to manipulate you and it's gonna be very easy for them to do that.
Remember, learning how to trust your intuition, it takes practice and it takes patience. Over time, you will definitely develop a strong, stronger connection with yourself, which is that intuition, which is that guide. And this will help you in so many ways. It'll help you just to live a more peaceful, happier life. It'll help you with challenges. It'll help you with relationships. It will help you with your standards and boundaries. And that's what we want to do. We want to learn how to build this connection within yourself, not just always focusing on outside people. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you did, please click the like button down below. Click subscribe if you are not subscribed to this channel and this community. I urge you to follow me on social media. I will link all everything down below and I'll see you in next week's video. Bye guys.